Welcome to Mayak Innovatsi, the podcast of Unit City dedicated to innovation from Ukraine to the world. Привіт, I am Dominique Piotet, I am French and American, and I am here to share with you Ukraine and tech and creativity in Ukraine, from Ukraine to the world. I'm the CEO of Unicity um, and from SectorX, and today we have a very special guest in our podcast. His name is Andrei Fedorif, also known as the Brandfather. In this podcast with Andre, we will learn what is a creative capitalist. How can you have a dragon responsible for your company? Um, actually, what does FOSI stand for? But really, what is a grandfather? And why freedom is so important in uh, Ukraine and actually in our life? So stay tuned and welcome to Mayak Innovatsi with Andre Fedorif from Fedorif Group. Mayak Innovatsi. One, two, three, launch! Well, and welcome to Mayak Innovatsi. And as I just said, today we are very fortunate because we have with us Andre Fedorif. Um, Andre is a man of many lives, um, he's a man of many stories, um, and, uh, and he's also a man of uh, a lot of creativity. Uh, Andre, hello. Hello. Hello, Dominic. Hello. Hello, audience. Hello, people. Hello, people. Hello, world. Hello, world. By the way, we have listeners in at least uh, 13 countries. Wow. Yes. yes. Hello, world. Hello, world. Okay, Andre. So, you are the CEO and founder of creative investment company Fedorif Group, which includes Fedorif Agency. And, 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 you, and you've done that for... 11 years, if I'm Almost not mistaken. Years, Almost yeah. 11 years. Uh, Fedorif Hub, which is which is a place. The Fedorif Vlog, with more than 100,000 subscribers. I would say 275,000 as of as, today. As of today. And and after this, this show, of course, another... In Extra hundred thousand. Well, we see. Um, you are also um, the famous author of uh, something that all my team de did during the first lockdown: the grandfather yeah. courses. Course. I mean, yeah. I like every day I would have check-in with my team. I know oh, we couldn't. We 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 were, we were listening to the grandfather. I was like. What is this thing, the grandfather? <laughs> Who is that guy with the grandfather? And you're the co-founder of an amazing place that I love called Cooperative, um, which is um, which is a lot of things. It's it's a place for creativity, cool people uh, to work, to mingle, to do events, to have drinks, to create, to think about the next world. Uh, but who are you, Andre Fedorif? Look, I'm, uh, you, you, you did a uh, great introduction. I think I'm a creative capitalist, if I, if, mm -hmm. if I can define myself like that. Because uh, uh, if to tell the long story, I'm from a very creative family. And for almost 100 years, uh, we've been involved in creative business. What I mean that uh, my grand... Uh, grandmother was uh, teaching literature then my grandfather became a theater director and dramatic actor and my grandmother uh, they met at stage in the theater that's in so cool. mm -hmm. and my mother works in philharmonic society and my uh, biological father he is a musician professional musician and uh, uh, my wife uh, she is from the journalist din dynasty and mm -hmm. uh, her grandfather was a famous journalist her father is a, and look it all it blends mm -hmm. together mm -hmm. but uh, when the Soviet Union crashed and uh, I understood that it's not more uh, it's not present anymore and uh, in the crazy wild poor 90s uh, nobody 
really needed any kind of art or creativity. And uh, to survive, uh, we were dreaming about beca- becoming some entrepreneurs or businessmen, mm-hmm. etc. So mm-hmm. I decided not to choose. And mm-hmm. I wanted to blend two careers. One career of a creative guy being involved in uh, journalism and documentary and something like that. And uh, in any form of creativity, because uh, there are as to British Council vision, there are around 12 uh, elements of creative economy, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm interested in all of them, and mm-hmm. I want to integrate that. And second career is really a career of entrepreneur, of an investor, and I think that uh, in uh, re- if you want to be really cool, you don't have to choose, because mm-hmm. uh, you cannot create something new in this contemporary world if you don't uh, bring together business, vision, and uh, I would say even financial approach because you really think about providing return of investment, proper interest rate, etc. And Mm -hmm. you cannot isolate from that. Second, you have to use creative approach, meaning be very, uh, I would say, uh, sensitive, trying to understand the deep nature of human and trying to bring emotions, trying to change the irrational way people behave themselves by uh, creating some content. And then thinking like an engineer, because Uh uh, you cannot be competitive if you don't bring some technology uh, on the table and you don't implement some innovations, because people now are in this transparent world, uh, not really interested in some, I would call it like blah, 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 innovations. (laughs) innovations. <laughs> blah, 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 innovations. Blah, 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 innovations. When yeah, you yeah. put some new words like AI and something like that on the package and you create some trendy logo, but mm-hmm. there is nothing inside. This, we don't want to do that. That's basically it. Okay. Uh, let's talk, um, and, and we will come back to this. We will come back to, um, to your agency and to your agency work and the hub and the vlog. Um, but I want to start with by, by talking about Ukraine, um, because you already mentioned your Ukrainian roots and how important it is for you. Um, but how how hard was it to create like an agency in Ukraine like 11 years ago? What 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 was it? Because was there a market for it? Was there? Uh, and then of course there was revolutions and crises and 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 and, and usually and I, and I know that by myself usually the first thing you cut as a client is oh I'm going to cut all my agencies and I don't want to do any communication and marketing. So you're, you're the first to suffer you to suffer usually. So how how is it? T- tell us about the market. Look, um, especially for people who are listening now from other countries. It's a quite interesting uh, story to try to understand this because uh, to understand how we started an agency 11 years ago, you have to understand that around 30 years ago, I was still a Soviet school guy mm-hmm. and I was a so-called pioneer wearing the sign with a Lenin face every day to school and uh, we were learning uh, it was called a technical translation which I now understand was a military translation because uh, <laughs> I was happy and mm-hmm. lucky enough to uh, study in good Soviet school where it was with a deep learning of English language yeah but uh, now I understand that it was in military purposes yes and the things we learned in English lessons was actually the military engineering it's something like that which is crazy and then suddenly one day it all disappears and uh, suddenly uh, after in the end of crazy 90s after working like a business journalist I was lucky enough to uh, be employed to Sachi and Sachi mm-hmm. and uh, you cannot imagine now then uh, I was only 19 19 wow. years old and wow. at 19 years old during six months I became the new business director of Sachi and Sachi in Kiev Mm-hmm. Not because I'm so talented, but because it was such an empty market. Yeah. And the expatriates here in Kiev, maybe it was 200 people. Yeah. And uh, the country was so in, it's a, in such a dark mode. And uh, people, uh, business was uh, so crazy. People expected like 300% margin on every operation. 
hmm. uh, on every transaction. Yes, yeah. and uh, as the international agencies uh, which appeared here in mid '90s was uh, focused on serving rare international corporations like Coca-Cola, like uh, tobacco companies, etc., mm-hmm. like Procter, and they were trying to meet some basic standards of quality uh, without any infrastructure present mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And when I started working in Sachi, I got an assignment and, and the mission. We have to find some kind of mutual language with crazy locals. <laughs> with crazy locals. Because uh, in Sachi, we had a great methodology, but our international portfolio was very poor. Mm-hmm. It was not enough network clients to feed an agency mm-hmm. and uh, not indefinitely not enough to develop an agency. And they said, okay, let this uh, crazy young guy talk to these crazy people <laughs> who don't know who don't who uh, who uh, don't have a clue what is brief, what is brand, what isn't. Mm-hmm. Go to them, talk to them, and maybe find some mutual language. And because uh, I was uh, a journalist, I was used not to talk a lot, but mm-hmm. was taught to ask a lot. Mm-hmm. And we we were the first agency to really start working with these guys. And it was edutainment for them. For They, they were shy and frightened and, and ambitious and something like that. And we did... Impressive projects. Uh, for example, in 2001, exactly 20 years ago, we met uh, some guys who had a uh, wholesale um, store in Vishneva, mm-hmm. which is outside the city. And they asked for some advertising campaign. And we went to the store check. But we were not allowed to enter because it was uh, some babushka on the <laughs> entrance to this uh, ex-vegetable uh, base. And she asked one grivna for the entrance to the parking. And we went there and it was terrible. So, like, you, you cannot imagine, like, terrible equipment, <laughs> etc. But when I checked the prices, the prices for some standard-packed FMCG products was 20-40% lower Oh, wow. Then I was used to buy in the mm-hmm. center of the city. And uh, this, um, I would say, wholesale base, they had a strange name. They were called Fozzi. Yes. yes. And uh, we asked, why Fozzi? They said, why? Because it is the most amazing uh, hero in the Muppet Show. <laughs> we said, okay. What? That's yes. such a cool story. I had no and, clue. Then, and then we did a campaign and it brought great results to them. And they said, okay, we have uh, more things to do. And during seven months, we have developed brand, we have rebranded Fozzy. We have developed brand Silpo. We have developed brand Fora. We have developed brand Nezhen. We have developed a uh, few alcoholic brands. And in the end of the year, uh, we developed uh, Merkov, which got uh, 5% of vodka market during first three months. And wow. it all happened during seven months. And uh, it was it was crazy, yes? Crazy times. We launched that year Roshan to enter TV because uh, people in Ukraine were sure that Roshan is some kind of Polish cheap brand. Mm-hmm. They was not aware that it's a Ukrainian national brand and it was complete mess and things like that. And then after five years working, we decided to open our own marketing consultancy mm-hmm. uh, with a focus on local brands because local brands, they uh, required not only execution and advertising and bring, they, they, they wanted more deep advice. They mm-hmm. wanted uh, help what to do with the product, what to do with this. And uh, we developed this uh, group of companies that was quite successful, but uh, it was a lot of shareholders, including some international ones. But then during the crisis of 2008, we we were completely crashed because we had almost 50% from our revenue coming from financial services. Mm -hmm. And I spent a year trying to save this company as a CEO, and we succeeded in that. But I was so exhausted by the end of 2009 that uh, I decided that I want to restart the business. I want to do it on my own. I don't want to manage a holding of 170 people. I want some little company uh, pure consultancy with few clients, few top people, and uh, to do that. So we launched in 2010, 
and uh, in some means I failed. Yeah, that's what because, I was about to say. Because, that's a huge failure. Yeah, yeah. How because, many people do because you have? Four hundred? No, be, no, no. Because currently we have uh, a little bit more than one hundred people in uh -huh. an agency, yeah. and I don't. And I stopped to count how many people are in the companies which we invested and uh, which are not the core business. And uh, currently, at this stage, I have I, I, I say that I have uh, three elements in my mm -hmm. ecosystem. Mm -hmm. Two hands. Mm -hmm. One hand is a marketing hand mm -hmm. uh, where we do projects. And currently, today it's a big news because we announced that we are opening in Chicago. Yes, wow. I saw that. We already we already have our office in Berlin for four years, and we have clients in Poland, in Germany, in the Swiss, uh, Switzerland, and uh, also we have clients in Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and uh, our uh, international development is going quite fast right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, second hand is uh, my investment hand mm -hmm. because uh, currently I think it is my passion uh, right now, and I think it will be my big passion for the coming 20, 30 years, it's a early stage investments mm -hmm. because uh, I really believe that uh, institutional funds are looking more for some more stable, more predictable, more advanced and mature projects. And my real passion is uh, the birth of idea. When the idea uh, is finding its way to this real world and uh, the team is born, the product is born, mm -hmm. first clients come and it's it's really amazing and uh, uh, for me it's uh, cooperative is our big investment and we have I would say survived through pandemic times mm -hmm. and it it is the worst uh, period to do this yes but, it is <laughs> but still we have now around 85 90 percent of capacity occupied uh, we are not 100 percent happy with the prices but still uh, we are I think doing great for the pandemic times and we have opened the rooftop last year last last week and uh, also we have a great case last year my favorite one for the moment is ovo ovo it's a vegetables delivery why favorite because uh, for years i was talking to marketing community in ukraine and say that look entrepreneurship and marketing it's actually one thing mm -hmm. it's an art of seeing opportunity and using it better than competitors it's an art of prediction what will be the future need of consumer markets mm -hmm. and uh, two guys uh, operated an agency in a small and middle enterprise segment and when the pandemic times came all their clients all their clients frozen the project. That's of course. Exactly what you yeah. told, that yeah. we are the first to be cut. Yeah. And uh, they spent a few days sitting, doing nothing and said, mm -hmm. no, we cannot do this. Mm -hmm. Let's switch on design thinking. What people need now? They are locked at home. They are frightened to go out. Yeah. What can we do? And uh, they said, okay, we, we will deliver vegetables and fruits because it's a pure, uh, positive uh, type of food. And mm -hmm. uh, it's a green trend. It's a healthy trend. And let's focus on that. And they sit in their car, go to wholesale, <laughs> bought some, I don't know, potatoes and something, and did the delivery uh, themselves by their own hands. And so they put some landing page. They mm -hmm. started to do some kind of advertising. They used all the opportunities they had for free advertising. And when uh, first lockdown was finished, people were already used yeah. to use this comfortable service because our average check was uh, around nine kilos. Wow. And, and our main uh, customer is uh, women. And it's hard even for a man to carry nine course, kilos. Two. And it's convenient to bring this. And uh, I don't know what uh, is your personal experience, but for me, buying vegetables in the supermarket, it's always a little pain in the ass when you have to have to find this little bag to try <laughs> yeah, and then it to, to open yeah. it and then to carry you know Do you know what's the worst for me? Ah, huh. me. It's, it's to weigh the... To wait. Yes. No, because... Uh, I mean, I'm I'm really in, I don't I don't know the name in yes. in Russian. You go to Silpo, it's it's all in Ukrainian. And I'm like, mm, how do you say beetroot again? I forgot. And then, mm, how do you say carrots? I forgot. And then I cannot navigate. So I ask people, 
but then it's annoying. People just want to, yeah. Okay. And what anyway. Was, yeah, and what was amazing for me, I met these guys uh, early summer. And uh, actually, I was looking for collaboration with some smaller agencies. And they said, sorry, there is no more agency. We are doing vegetables delivery and mm -hmm. we are already profitable. But we are reinvesting money which we earn every week uh, and we are growing very slow, but we do that. I, I said, guys, it's amazing. Let's grow faster. How much money you need to grow really faster? And they said, not so much, this kind of money, etc. And we made a deal and mm -hmm. I became, a, like, let's call it an angel, angel mm -hmm. investor for them mm -hmm. because I really wanted to support such kind mm -hmm. of passion, mm -hmm. such a real entrepreneurship and uh, for the ex-marketing people, yes? And they are, let's say, 24 years old. So it's yeah. not like something uh, well-established and they're not passive, they're not snobby. They're really doers, mm -hmm. yes. And then we get a brainstorm what we want to do. And uh, the brand was Kiev Ovochi. And uh, I said, look, we will not be able to enter even Zhitomir market, but yeah. Lviv market, Kiev Berlin Ovochi, market, no. not, not even talking. And uh, they came back in two days with a great short list of potential new names. Mm -hmm. And one of them was Ovo. Ovo, it's uh, three letters, and uh, I adore simple solutions. And they said, okay, let's try this. And we succeeded to buy this trademark. Uh, mm -hmm. We succeeded to buy Ovo.ua brand. Mm -hmm. And uh, then in October, we launched a huge advertising campaign. Mm -hmm. And the uh, agency helped to develop it in a very crazy way. And uh, it raised uh, sales in 10 times. Wow. And uh, after that, we made first round. Mm -hmm. of investment uh, we uh, attracted 150k investment and uh, now we have closed the second round when we have already uh, attracted uh, raised a half million us investment That's and cool. uh, they are continuing cool. to do x2 cool. every quarter and uh, i really keep my fingers crossed for the people for these two guys and my big dream to make them to help them become not to make them it's their victory to mm -hmm. help them become a real uh, dollar millionaires yes. uh, mm -hmm. at a very early age and uh, they really deserve it an cool. amazing case and how do you look for another and newcomers who have such great potential. Look, currently we have around five projects where we have negotiations right now. And uh, I have started also negotiation with some funding because uh, currently I was investing my own money. Mm -hmm. And I understand that uh, the opportunities which are present are uh, there is much more great opportunities than I have my own earnings from the agency or mm -hmm. some other businesses. And uh, I think that we will do it more in institutionally and uh, what I like in this investment area is that uh, I don't see any competition because I see great opportunities for collaborations because uh, we talked with you Dominic a couple yeah. of uh, weeks ago that you have some plans in that I, do. And I think that it's even better when uh, two funds or three funds or five funds totally agree in uh, unite yeah. And uh, I would say that my biggest pain and my biggest challenge for Ukraine is to help people by my own example uh, that uh, you don't have to go alone. Mm -hmm. uh, I really lack great collaborations in Ukraine because in Ukraine we have such bad, uh, I would say, uh, not manner, how to say, feature, mm -hmm. uh, that we are great in unity when mm -hmm. we have such a, some big enemy. Mm -hmm. When we have good times, everybody wants to be a president. <laughs> everybody wants to go alone. And we are not used to unite at good times. And they want to, to, to uh, how to say, to break this pattern. Yes? Mm -hmm. um, I will come back in a minute to early stage investment. But um, I, I, I do think you are really a brand father. Actually, you, you are the father of the brand unit city. Uh, as well. So, I mean, thank you uh, for that great brand. But what is a great brand? How, how, do, you, how do you define a great brand? Look, uh, currently there are a few definitions which I really like. First, I think it's uh, emotion mm -hmm. for which customer is willing to pay extra margin. Mm -hmm. This emotional element of the brand makes 
brand the brand. Mm -hmm. This is uh, anti-commodity mm -hmm. because in the global digital world, everything becomes a commodity very fast. It's so True. easy to copy. That's mm -hmm. why if you do not have, if you do not have anything unique, if you do not offer some unique solution for uh, customers' pain, you are in the commodity business. Mm -hmm. And if you have this solution and customer feels the relief or feels the extra gain, they are ready to pay. And I have a quotation from one of my clients who were operating in the, I would say, cheap and dirty segment. And mm -hmm. then they developed <laughs> a concept which was uh, really, I would say, middle plus or I would say affordable luxury or pre premium. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know how to define it uh, exactly. And they said such a thing. They came and said, look, we are really surprised how much more mm -hmm. customer is eager to pay for really great service and great product. People underestimate how many people are willing to pay for something yeah. great. Mm -hmm. They think that everybody is price-oriented, and that's why, okay, they want lower price, let's make a shittier product. Mm -hmm. No. This is not the marketing. This is maybe some uh, uh, warehouse uh, cleaning uh, format. Marketing is an art of creating something new, mm -hmm. something unique, and something competitive. Mm -hmm. this, is, this is it. And why did you choose to name your agency or group with your name, Fedorif? Uh, because it was an extreme crisis for me. I uh, had no... Uh, financial resources and I had no right to mistake, mm -hmm. but I had already 10 years of uh, reputation mm -hmm. and I wanted to put anything, everything I had on the table. I used my intangible assets to do that. Uh, currently, uh, it's funny because uh, we have a big client in LA and uh, Fedorif, it's a little bit, uh, I would say, not convenient name for them. Uh, Fedorif. That's why they call us Feds. Oh, <laughs> so now you're the Feds. In LA, you're the Feds. <laughs> oh, so what the Feds brought us today? <laughs> That's cool. Um, okay, let's go back to early stage investment. Um, I, I, I love early stage investment, of course. Uh, we, we, we love young companies. We love entrepreneurs. In Unit City, we created Nest to host them, actually, for free. Um, and we think it's, we, we definitely see the value. Um, but do you see enough opportunities in Ukraine? Do you feel like the, the young generation, they are willing to create companies and to take those crazy risks and to, and, and to build great startups that could become global companies? Do you feel it right now? Do you feel this energy? Uh, I would say it's a little bit controversial because mm -hmm. if we go to statistics and we are critical enough, mm -hmm. I think that we lack... Uh, approximately 80% of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. uh, if we assume that there are 40 people, 40 million people in Ukraine, mm -hmm. and uh, at least 5% can be an entrepreneurs, it means 2 million people mm -hmm. or 2 million units or something mm -hmm. like that. Uh, critical analytics shows that there are around 400,000, mm -hmm. maximum 500,000. People, companies, corporations, etc. So it means that we lack around one million and a half of people. I think that the, the uh, joint uh, efforts of few business vlogs, of big business conferences, etc., have already created the trend that it's cool to have your own company and young people are getting into it. But also, I think that early stage investment, it's not only about young people mm -hmm. and it's not only about tech. Because what I see, I see, for example, passionate uh, 30 years or 35 or 40 years old entrepreneurs mm -hmm. who are not yet ready to be 
uh, bought or to be invested by uh, serious funds mm-hmm. because they are not meeting the standards, not meeting the standards of the quality of brand, quality of financial reporting, quality of management, quality of corporate governance, etc. But sometimes I see really great uh, vision, technology, Uh, product, uh, some organical growth, which are there already. And I really want to help them Uh because I have seen so many cases during these 20 years of my marketing career when uh, you make few proper steps and you enter totally different level of Uh of business and you have X10, X100 of growth, etc., etc. And uh, I think think that uh, my mission as a person and our mission as a company is really to inspire creativity but not in uh, go to get more awards on uh, creative festivals mm-hmm. we, we I have prohibited uh, to <laughs> participate in these festivals 12 years ago mm-hmm. because I think it's a fake cheap glory real creativity is about creating a product and entering a competitive market and proving by your happy customers and happy shareholders and happy team that you are capable to create something really new mm-hmm. and really unique. For me, mm-hmm. this is creativity. I love it. And let's talk about personality of uh, company owners. Mm-hmm. So uh, to deal with them, to grow the brand, is it similar a bit to psychotherapy? <laughs> mm, I think uh, I think there are a few things. Uh, first, agencies who are talking about uh, working as a uh, therapist for mental therapy for the clients, etc. It's some kind of way to uh, explain why they fail to create something great. Sometimes, I think that there are no mentally ill clients. And uh, what I think that uh, in every person, in every manager, in every financial guy, it's an artist. Mm -hmm. Why? Because it's an inner child. And what we see when people are coming to a creative agency and they're coming to a creative boardroom, Mm -hmm. we see that they let themselves go with the flow of creativity. And uh, when agencies say, sorry, it's not your business, your business is to pay us to create something <laughs> for you, I think it, it, it's, a, it's a stupid approach. I think that uh, currently in the era of design thinking, we are always talking about the united team yes. where we create together and sometimes great ideas can come from the most junior person in the room, from the client side or from the most senior person in the room uh, being the, for example, the head of the bank. We had a great uh, experience when we were rebranding the Oshad Bank. Mm-hmm. Oshad Bank, old Soviet uh, bank with such a huge problems with product, mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. And we uh, made a workshop. And uh, on the workshop, it was 10 top executives from the bank. And uh, for our listeners to understand, it's a company with 8 million clients, 5,000 branches, and uh, <laughs> around uh, 35,000 employees. Wow. And we enter the room in an agency, and they say, sorry, there is no more hierarchy. And uh, let's forget the policies, let's forget this uh, traditional bank, mm-hmm. you know, like, hello, Ivan Grigorievich, hello, <laughs> Natalia Petrivna. And I was admiring mm-hmm. our 23 years old copywriter uh, attacking a head of retail, uh-huh. having a couple of thousand people under him. Yeah. Why you have such a shitty service? Why you do not do this? Why you don't do this? <laughs> and he was like, said, yes, yes, sorry, making notes, etc. This is the way to do. Mm-hmm. This is the way to go. And this is not about mental therapy. It's, uh, it's more about the uh, co-creation. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you a story that I haven't uh, told a lot of people. Um, 15 years ago, uh, I was working for Ben Paribas. Mm-hmm. 
talk about a creative bank, right? Uh, <laughs> anyway, and uh, and we were doing a lot of sponsoring for tennis, and we were in uh, Indian Wells. We we just purchased the, actually the tennis tournament, one of the large one, and and um, Microsoft was a big. Uh, a big, uh, I mean, we were a big client of Microsoft. We were spending billions of dollars, actually, with Microsoft. So I, I called the guys at Microsoft and said, hey, there's this new thing, the Surface Table. I really want to see it. And once again, it's, yeah, 15 years ago. They said, well, we only have three prototype. One of them in, in, is in Bill Gates' office, mm -hmm. but we'll ship two. And then Bill Gates happened to have a house in Indian Wells and love, actually, tennis. So I received a call in the morning said, well, Bill Gates is around. He would like to see uh, the table and see the VIP room. And he's happy to come. And so he come with his wife and he showed the, the table and we make a few pictures and stuff. And then there's a kid, who, like six-year-old kid, who comes and we push Bill Gates and say, you don't know how to use this. This is not how it works. And he starts showing Bill Gates. And Bill Gates was like, I, I created this. It's in my office. And, um, and, and he was like, no, no, but this is not the way it works. And it was eye-opening to see how um, kids and, and, and where innovation comes from and creativity comes from and, and things are not made the way they're supposed to, do, to be or sometimes it's, it's, it was super cool. Anyway, digression. Um, where do you find your inspiration? I think that uh, the first is uh, for sure my family mm -hmm. because I have uh, my loved wife and uh, four children. And I would say that uh, if you take a look, uh, we have a saying in uh, Ukraine like dom robota robota dom, meaning mm -hmm. home, work, work, home. Mm -hmm. It's my life and I enjoy it. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, I jump from uh, one uh, paradise to another paradise mm -hmm. and uh, I really, I really enjoy it. And the second thing is uh, actually the process and the results of what we do. And uh, I would say... Uh, it was a very important decision, to be honest with myself, 12 years ago, because in my ex-companies, we dealt with quite a lot of corporations. Mm -hmm. And in some of them, the culture was more about avoiding responsibility, was more about sharing responsibility. So when shit happens, nobody can catch you. Yes, mm -hmm. And it's a different type of uh, approach because when I say, and this is the way the term brandfather was born, mm -hmm. uh, when you face an entrepreneur who is uh, running his own company, taking his own risk, and uh, investing, for example, in branding money, mm -hmm. he could have spent on his new luxury house or on his new and uh, sometimes making a tough choices what to buy, new equipment or to have a new TV campaign. Yes, mm -hmm. you really start to respect this kind of people. And they don't really split this work-life balance thing. They just live their life the yes. way they live it. And this was a very good example for me. And I decided that I want, don't want to play politics. I don't want to play corporate politics. And uh, we had our own rules. We played following these rules. And it brought us to where we are now. And I think that uh, I like to treat my business as a big playground. Mm -hmm. And I want and I, I stay childish. And for me, being childish and being uh, a little bit, uh, how to say, uh, a little bit crazy mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and uh, not breaking the rules. I don't yeah. like to we break the rules. No, I like to play with the rules a little mm -hmm. bit like, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, it's it's interesting. I really like to blend uh, something unblendable when we mm -hmm. put together a creative investment company. It's like uh, oxymoron, yes? Mm -hmm. Like when you bring yes. uh, two things which are 
considered to be opposite because when you say investment you imagine some serious bank some fund some people in suits wearing suits and being very serious with some mba etc and when you say creative ah it's uh, <laughs> uh, some uh, people who are not uh, how to say uh, disciplined enough who are mm-hmm. crazy who do not understand some complex things come on it's bullshit mm-hmm. the best entrepreneurs i met were so Uh, I would say unpredictable and so specific in the angle they mm-hmm. see things that I think that they are artists in what they do in entrepreneurship. And uh, my dream is to become some this type of a person. So what's next? Uh, I think that uh, I we will create uh, a lot of new uh, new projects and uh, I want to switch from being brand father to being business father uh, ah. to give birth not only to brands but to new businesses thousands of great new businesses which can be born in Ukraine uh, MVP tested in Ukraine and uh, then uh, to become uh, internationally successful this is my dream this is my dream to treat Ukraine as a pilot country because I think Ukraine and that means because uh, having an experience working for example in Germany and Switzerland in US we we cannot uh, say that Ukraine is some bad place no uh, if you treat Ukraine properly it's a great place to create something new because it's fast it's uh, have plenty of talents sometimes a lot of things are under uh, how to say underestimated mm-hmm. uh, what is the right thing Yeah, underestimated or undervalued or not. Undervalued, yes. Mm -hmm. You can, you know uh, perfectly that the same two startups here and in Silicon Valley may cost five times cheaper. Of course. And the team is... Team is the same, technology is the same, potential is the same, but the price is five times cheaper. And I think it's a great opportunity. Um, I I don't know, Tatiana, if you remember our conversation with uh, Ivan Dorn about, about... living abroad and his big dream of LA and then he went to LA and then he discovered that LA was not at all what he thought it was and actually it was bad for creativity and his creativity was in his roots and so he came back and he decided to uh, to stay here but what what how do you see the future of Ukraine I mean obviously it's a it's a country with a, enormous potential, uh, not only in tech, but in many things, and we see it, and this is why we do things like Unit City, because because we want to be the platform for that potential to explode. Um, but we also see a lot of challenges. Um, how, how confident are you with, with, with Ukraine? Look, I'm not confident, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, yesterday <laughs> I did my vlog with uh, the brand uh, called uh, Schneider, mm-hmm. and it's a fashion brand mm-hmm. uh, yes Ksenia Schneider and who did yes. great fashion pieces which are sold worldwide and in Japan and etc uh, etc et and they talked with them the couple uh, about their definition of what is meta modern mm-hmm. meta modern and they said that it's not the Uh, modernism is a belief that technology will make everybody happy. Postmodern, it's a belief that everybody will die and everything will be broken and the technology will not save us. But metamodern is something like understanding that mm-hmm. the world is unpredictable, mm-hmm. maybe it's coming to an end, maybe technology will not save us but will kill us, but... It's not the reason mm-hmm. not to start something new mm-hmm. and something great. That's why I don't want to live a, uh, how to say, um, castrated. Do you know yeah. this word? Yes. Mm-hmm. Castrated creative life somewhere mm-hmm. abroad, uh-huh. trying to survive, t- uh-huh. trying to get some kind of basic income because it's more safe. Mm-hmm. No, I want to take a risk of my uh, homeland country, of my homeland city Mm -hmm. and do my best to make uh, and to create something great here until it's possible. I cannot 
predict or plan what can be happen in politics, in geopolitics, in military, in mm-hmm. war, in pandemic. So nobody knows. That's why for me, uh, currently, I put almost, I would say, 100% of my money and my family and my family assets here. Mm-hmm. And I keep my fingers crossed and I do my best so that it will work the best way. How do you pitch Ukraine? How to, yeah, how to pitch Ukraine? How can we pitch Ukraine? I think that uh, if we talk about uh, brand Ukraine, the mm-hmm. essence of this brand is freedom. Mm-hmm. The freedom. Why? Uh, why? Because it's in our DNA. Because if you take a look at uh, our history for the last 1,000 years, it was almost never some kind of uh, very uh, systematic uh, slavery mm-hmm. type of a state uh, which were born here and uh, or which was uh, really successful here. People here deserve freedom and they want to fight for freedom. Mm-hmm. And currently, if you take a look for a uh, Soviet, uh, post-Soviet Union period, uh, Ukraine is uh, from the real Soviet republics have done two revolutions. We have paid with our blood for our mm-hmm. freedom and uh, we do not accept any kind of dictatorship. And uh, when we really have proven it now, when we have proven it like 500 years ago, and we see it in the entrepreneurs, we see it in tech, we see it everywhere. And I think that uh, when people say that Ukraine have something like chaotic things, which is uh, not so systematical, for example, like in the more mature Germany, I, say, I think it's an advantage. Also, because when you are not so much regulated, uh, you have to be free. And mm-hmm. I think that uh, if uh, I would say if I can give advice to a president or to a government, which I do from time to time, is uh, say focus on freedom, mm-hmm. liberalization, uh, not trying to make one more uh, government-owned, uh, I don't know, company or agency element or, yeah. agency more effective. No, close it. Yeah, Give it to a free market and the market will do the best possible things. And freedom is a key to success of Ukraine. I have the feeling it's also one of your personal value. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I definitely can see that. It's cool. Um, Tatiana? The conversation is beautiful. I think it's time, no? Yeah. Yeah. I would like to ask another question about team members or something, but it's absolutely unnecessary. So yes. we have we have it wrapped already. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ah. I think I ah. want to talk about my team. Because, yeah. Ah, yeah. Because Let's talk about the team. Look. Yeah. So what, what's the portrait, okay, of a team member of Federal Agency? Uh, how, how do, how do you hire, you? actually? Yeah. Yes. What, what, what are the questions you, you ask or what are the qualities you're looking for in someone? Yes, I think that uh, it's a very important because we have talked about that a lot and uh, it's a specific type of people. And mm-hmm. we defined three values, only three, because uh, it's again a talk about corporate culture. Then you enter some kind of uh, meeting room and you see uh, 15 values of our company. It will be always honesty, transparency, yes. respect, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. And it's sometimes uh, becomes also blah, blah, blah. Uh, nobody acts because of the values. Mm-hmm. And uh, for us, it's a little bit different. We have uh, defined three core values of our team. First is freedom. There you go. Because mm-hmm. uh, freedom uh, in our world it means that you have to pay, to be ready to pay for your freedom Mm -hmm. with taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. If you are ready to be responsible for delivery, we guarantee there will be no micromanagement. Mm -hmm. Meaning, I don't care when you come to an office, you work alone, you work online, you work with your team, you work from another country, I don't care. Mm-hmm. If you are mature enough uh, to pay with full responsibility 
for 100% of freedom, be free. Mm-hmm. I hate control as a instrument. We control only KPIs. And mm-hmm. my dream is uh, to build such kind of contemporary modern organization where the main control is your self-respect in the eyes of your colleagues. Mm-hmm. Because we have around 10 teams in, only in an agency, five core teams, and uh, we share all KPIs every month with all the team. Mm-hmm. I don't try to hide figures. Mm-hmm. Everybody from the top management and generally I would say, 20% of the company knows exactly what is our revenue, what is our profit, what is our net profit margin, who delivers what, who have overcame uh, some problems, who have delivered the plan, made better, made best. We, this, everybody knows. Mm-hmm. I don't have to comment. Mm-hmm. It's a table. Yes. Second thing is passion. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we believe you uh, can teach person anything, but uh, you cannot teach motivation. People have to be self-motivated to mm-hmm. go an extra mile, mm-hmm. uh, even if the client have already accepted the result of work. Mm-hmm. If you see that you can do better, call your client, say, sorry, we know you have signed everything. Uh, wait a little bit, we will do better and mm-hmm. bring you more results, even if you are not paid for. Mm-hmm. If you have to work only because you are paid, sorry, it's not Federif. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't have to be in Federif. Yes, mm-hmm. we, are, uh, we are. We think that we deserve great payments, mm-hmm. but only because we do great work, mm-hmm. and uh, we always do some kind of social projects where we what we choose just because we want to do it for example currently we have developed a new branding identity for 50th uh, anniversary uh, film festival which mm-hmm. called Molodist youth mm-hmm. and when i see the stories how great the video art on the huge screens are i just feel uh, great that my agency did it. Oh, we mm-hmm. care about Kiev Zoo for the last seven years, don't getting a dollar for that. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we want our city to have a great zoo. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's about passion. And I don't pay my people for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want to do some projects for uh, animals who are on the street or for some other projects, things like that. And I also run my uh, charity foundation where we help uh, to support reading for Mm -hmm. the last eight years, uh, already almost nine. And uh, we are planning to relaunch it Mm -hmm. in uh, September. And I think that we will uh, switch to the uh, creative education. We want Mm -hmm. to help teenagers believe that choosing a creative profession, choosing the the creative career, Mm -hmm. it's the best way. It's Mm -hmm. not uh, because uh, what we think, it's a mistake. uh, It's a wrong pattern that if you want to be cool, you have to become an economist, a lawyer, accountant (laughs) person or something Mm -hmm. like that. And if you want to be a designer, ah, it's something like not real job. Yes. Okay. So we talked about freedom. We talked about passion. Third value. Team play. Team play. Because uh, for me, currently, it's a very important thing for me because uh, it's a good saying that if you want to go fast, Go, go alone. Alone. If you want to go far, go mm-hmm. with your team. Mm-hmm. And uh, you started to ask about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my company, currently, I'm uh, I'm the leader of an agency. I own 100% of shares, and it uh, has my name on on it. Mm-hmm. What is it? It's a guaranteed way to finish it in a shitty way. (laughs) Why? Because every top manager, especially successful top manager, uh, at one time gets mad. Yeah. And if there is nobody around who Mm -hmm. is obliged to say, sorry, sorry, now you're you're done, yes? Uh Uh, It will be a problem. That's why uh, I declared uh, approximately two years ago that I'm willing uh, to give power to my people mm-hmm. and I'm willing to uh, share up to 49% of special shares wow. of the company with my colleagues, mm-hmm. with my buddies, because I think that Federative team deserves it. 
And I want my people to feel that it's not my company they work for, but it's our company where we work together mm-hmm. and we create some great things together. Skin and, in the game already. Uh, skin in the game and uh, respect in the game because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to be bossy, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm a boss, you work for me. It's a... Let's let's uh, forget it and leave it in 20th century or 18th yeah. century. Mm-hmm. It's a mid-century approach. Yes, and I think that uh, we can create much more if we are really together. If it's not like uh, double standards. And uh, currently we are starting to implement this uh, system. I'm planning to announce soon that I'm moving to a chairman position and we are putting in a, let's call it a management experiment mm-hmm. when we will launch two co-CEOs from inside the company. One is eight years with uh, an agency. Second is uh, uh, four years with an agency. One is older than me. Second is uh, almost 15 years younger than me. And uh, for me, it's a good uh, experiment. We will Mm -hmm. call this management unit uh, Dragon. (laughs) <laughs> because it will be it have uh, three heads, and uh, Dragon will be responsible for our strategy. And for me, team play, it's uh, crucial mm-hmm. because uh, we say, uh, and uh, this is in our values, how we build the collaboration with our clients. We want to create this uh, mutual team. Mm-hmm. We don't work for you. We want to create together with you. Mm-hmm. And uh, as an example, I delivered with the bank. Uh, we want this team play. We want this passion. Mm-hmm. And we want this freedom not only on the agency side. We of want course. it in our mutual team. If you expect and respect freedom, passion, and team play, we can do great things together. Cool. And now it's time for the song. So... Uh, Andre, what are you, what are you listening to now? And it's a tradition in the yeah, in the yeah. podcast. And uh, we... For me, the Moby is one of my favorite musicians, and uh, in electronic uh, area of my music interest, and I listen to Moby for twenty uh, or even more years, and he released an album of uh, symphonic and orchestric covers nice. of his uh, best hits. And I was listening to his uh, making of story about that and uh, of some tracks. And what was uh, really interesting for me, for example, for one of the songs, uh, he wanted to uh, to record it during the pandemic times. Mm-hmm. And so he called the great voice somewhere in LA, sent the music, mm-hmm. and there uh, only one voice was recorded in LA, the man, nice. man uh, voice. Mm-hmm. And then he sent the basic music to London. Mm-hmm. And then it was uh, a, a girl, a lady's voice recorded in London. Then he recorded some drums and some uh, guitars, but he, he, he wanted to have a choir. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was prohibited to make a recording of a choir oh, of course, during the during pandemic times. So uh, he equipped a little studio at the entry room at his private house. Mm-hmm. He put the mic and he made a list of arrangements with, I would say, thousands of singers. And they came alone. Oh, that is so cool. <laughs> they never met. Oh, and, that is really uh, they cool. S- come to this entry room. Uh-huh. It was a mic and it was some notes. Uh-huh. And they think. And then he brought together all these recordings from different geographies cool. and different times and put together this album. And this album is... Such an amazing music mm-hmm. in means of uh, audio uh, philic view mm-hmm. uh, that I uh, on the first day of release I bought a uh, double uh, vinyl on Amazon and I'm sitting and waiting when it will be delivered so that I can put it on a turntable turntable yeah and nice. enjoy it. so please enjoy, enjoy. please enjoy. 
Andre Fedorif. Thank you very much. That was a, a really cool conversation. Now I think I understand a little bit better what is a creative capitalist. So thank you. See you soon. See you. you to deal with traffic jams in Kiev? Uh, unfortunately, no, because during the traffic jams, I'm on Zoom calls and it, makes, <laughs> it drives me crazy. I drive my car and uh, Zoom drives me crazy. <laughs> <laughs>